listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Today, this morning, we are uh, in Banyan 1, and um, we were just having a conversation about vehicles. I just, I'm selling one of my vehicles and just bought a different vehicle. Mistake. And uh, <laughs> it's prob- possibly a mistake. I, <laughs> no, I don't, I'm looking forward to this. I don't Change. Think, <clears throat> I don't think Change it will be good. a mistake, yep. but... but uh, selling one of my vehicles that I've absolutely loved that has been the best adventure companion for the last five years. And you're the reason why I own what I own. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the reason he owns what he now owns. Whoa. Cheating on me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so anyway, we we were just talking about this and and we're going to do an episode dedicated to the best adventure mobiles. Now, not, not necessarily the best adventure mobiles that are on the market because we don't have experience with most of them. Nor do we have them, the time. Nor do we have the time. Yeah. But maybe the maybe our favorite adventure mobiles that we've owned over the last I like it. However, many yeah. years. I've owned adventure mobiles, but I mean, let's be real. Do you have a car? Do you have a skateboard? Maybe <laughs> your skateboard is your adventure mobile. Yeah. Like whatever you got, you know, um, but some vehicles do better in the places that we like to go so the swell for instance uh i had a i had a hyundai elantra that i took to the swell multiple times i'm sure there's still red sand in that freaking (laughs) hyundai elantra like you can't get so some vehicles are better equipped for the rougher areas of um and i couldn't go where other cars go in the swell right so uh yeah like there's definitely options so are you starting, Greg? What's sure. Your, yeah. Yeah. So, so here's a, a quick history of my vehicles. Back in high school, I had a Subaru XT6. Yes. Which the, the paper airplane? Yeah, one? the paper airplane <laughs> one. Yeah. I had one of those. Google it. We're very similar. 1989 yeah. Subaru XT6. Uh, it had four wheel drive, and um, it was a fun vehicle, uh, but. But, it, well, I just remember going up to the snow basin to go skiing one time. I was trying to drive home at the end of the day. And as you pull out of the parking lot, you got to go up a big hill before you go down the bigger hill. And I couldn't make it up the hill. And I was in four-wheel drive, but my tires were, were not were in four-wheel drive. <laughs> they, were, they were bald. And, um, and every, Tires matter, by the way. That could change... <laughs> The whole he, equation, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, but I was in a Subaru and, or so my right. teenage brain right. thought like, but I'm in a Subaru. I right. should be fine. <laughs> and my tires are just like all four tires are just spinning and I'm going nowhere as every other car just pulls past looking at me like, what is your problem? Yeah, get some snow <laughs> tires. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, it was, 
it was rough to to get home. So anyway, that was my first adventure mobile, and I loved that one because um, when I would go backpacking, I I thought it was like a because it was my first car. It was a Subaru. It was kind of a sporty looking paper airplane car, <laughs> and um, so I thought I had a rally car. So yeah. I'd go with my buddies. We'd go up to Did the you soup it up. <laughs> No, I didn't. But um, you didn't need to soup that thing up. That thing was oh, man. souped. My neighbor has a souped up ra- rally ready whatever subie across the street, and I know what time he leaves for work every morning. <laughs> it is the loudest, most annoying car ever. <laughs> it's so, yeah, I don't know why that's a thing, but it's a oh, thing. Yeah, it's the cool thing to do. Yeah, and that's his adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i'd take that thing up to the UNAs with with friends we'd load up the back seat with our backpacks we'd go backpacking and i'd i'd drive all the dirt roads like i was a rally racer and um went off the road a few times uh mostly <laughs> in the, most, mo- most rally racer cars do <laughs> yeah. mo- mostly in the snow um when i <laughs> when i'd rally it in the snow i would uh wasn't as good of a driver as i thought um anyway the next adventure mobile I had was a Toyota Tercel. <laughs> oh, that's quite the adventure mobile. That was. Um, so that just got me to trailheads, paved trailheads. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would take that on dirt roads on occasion, but even the mellowest dirt roads, I had to be careful. Um, and then uh, after that, I, what was the next one? I got married. Then I sold the Tercel, and we bought an Outback, Subaru Outback. Mm. Hey, I just got to say, that's a pretty good marriage car. I think most people, when they get married, they like they say, then I got married. And then they get like a Honda Civic or a minivan. So I, that's decent. So I, I married an adventurous woman, and we felt like if we were going to have kids, we still needed to have a, a car big enough for the kids, but also something that could get us into the backcountry. So we got an Outback, and... The first time we took that into the backcountry was in Escalante. We went down Hole in the Rock Road, and then <laughs> we were heading to Coyote Gulch. And we drove all day. It's like a seven or eight-hour drive to get down there. Um, and by the time that we were almost to the trailhead, it was it was dark. We were just going to sleep at the trailhead and hike in the next day, and it was dark. And we couldn't find the road that we needed to go down to get to the trailhead. So we made it. We turned off a road, and the this trail got really washed out and got kind of four-wheel drivey. And I realized that there are definite limitations to <laughs> to an Outback. So we got to the point. I mean, the Outback does pretty well, but it's not a not an off-roader. It's like a it's an ideal car for getting you to uh, getting you through the snow on the paved roads and getting you on mellow. That's oh, my yeah. first my first car. Oh, that's sweet. Was a nineteen seventy Delta eighty eight. <laughs> no way. Green. Oldsmobile. I felt yeah. like it needed hinges in the middle to go around corners. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> Tried to park that thing at Weber State parallel. <laughs> Not happening. Like, uh. I always parked on uh, Harrison and I needed like a four car gap length <laughs> to just yeah, it was <laughs> didn't last, but I paid three hundred bucks for but it. But the good thing about nice. it too is, yeah. if you are parallel parking, you hit another car, nothing's gonna happen to your car. Nothing happens to my car. <laughs> it's a tank. <laughs> and the other thing that I 
didn't use it for this because I only had it when I was 16. It's a little young, so get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> but you could lay completely across the back seat. Like, length. I'm 5'9", you, all the way. <laughs> my friends thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> well, well, if you guys think it's cool, Got great. But couch I, back I here. hated my car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, your friends are, hey, hey can I borrow your car on <laughs> yeah, Friday? No. Like, oh, no. no. <laughs> Nobody's borrowing the car. I actually used a skateboard of off of it. Off the bat. No. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't quite make cars like they used to. <laughs> that, oh, not yeah. that much metal. That's a lot of metal on that car. Have you seen the car that I drive sometimes? That Cadillac? That Cadillac. That it is the same length, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> long. It's the same length. Um, so I sold, we sold the Outback and we bought the car that we are just about to sell now which is a 2005 Land Rover LR3 no I haven't had a ton yeah so uh Land Rover well, so an 05 LR3. Land Rover LR3, LR3 which when you bought I was instantly jealous uh, um it's good looking oh, yeah. it's the I drooled over that car for years when they first came out yeah because the way they pitch it the way they sell it and market it is uh, you're you're successful and also outdoorsy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you can pull up to the ball, uh, the the fancy place downtown, and you can go anywhere off road. Right. I'm like, that's a good combo. And they last. I want one. Yeah. And they and supposedly they last. But the <laughs> built off of the Land Rover brand. So what did you like? What did you What did you end up not liking about your Land Rover? So, I loved everything about it when it was working right <laughs> when it was <laughs> when mechanically right. it was working right so we first got it three days after buying it we went to moab so my i went down with a friend friend of ours actually for the jeep safari uh, over easter like greg yeah and he had his jeep and <clears throat> my wife was going to bring the new land rover down for the weekend and and then we would take the Land Rover off-road as well. And so she did, and we took the Land Rover off-road, and we did Hell's Revenge with it. And that thing was could keep up with the Jeep, no problem, at least on that And this is trail. basically stock, right? It's a stock, yeah, stock, stock Land Rover. And His Jeep was not. He's had a lift he, and tires. He had a little lift and 33-inch uh, tires. His was like a um, an 01 or something like that Jeep at the time, so it was the TJ version, not the four-door. Um, it's, his was a TJ <clears throat> and, uh, anyway, I was impressed. Like his Jeep probably could have gone places that my Land Rover would have struggled, but not much. Like they were pretty evenly matched, which blew me away. And when you compare the comforts of a Land Rover, right. That's like, right. Huge. Yeah. It was. And yeah, driving down there and driving back, um, well, so much, so, so much people, more comfortable. I love seeing the guys who have a jeep towing a jeep because <laughs> they got their nice jeep and then they tow their wheeling jeep down there <laughs> yeah, right yeah so um but owning that car and a lot of people land rovers have a bad reputation for unreliability and that's not so much the case anymore most of them are the newer ones are pretty reliable but when something does go wrong even minor things they are awfully expensive to fix which is the thing i didn't like so Three months into purchasing this very used Land Rover, the transmission went out. Had to replace oh, the transmission. So that's like one of the most expensive uh, things. Yeah, that's normally an eight thousand dollar job. We were able to get away with Eight it. grand. We, I was able to find a good transmission for fifteen hundred in Kentucky. Ship it out. 
And Kentucky's then, known for their good Land Rover transmissions. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then I found someone <laughs> to chicken. Uh, I found a mechanic who would put it in. He charged me two thousand to put it in. The first one was in Utah. <laughs> That's true. The original <laughs> KFC is in Salt Lake. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. The very first one. Utah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I don't know why, because it doesn't make any. I don't know why it is, but it is. Well, it's because does Utah fried chicken sound good? No. No, but Kentucky fried <laughs> that sounds, sounds good. really good. Yeah. And all the all the Mormon families yeah, all that marketing, were here. We're all fooled. Like, I think so. Huh. Um, Anyways, your Kentucky fried transmission. Kentucky fried transmission. Um, somebody, uh, a mechanic, put it in there for me for a couple thousand dollars. So I was thirty five hundred dollars into that, and it's been awesome ever Which since. That's probably even that's pretty normal for a transmission replacement. right right but cheap but for, for land a land rover, rover yeah. trans so anyway and, and land rovers usually don't have transmission problems like their trans the transmissions they use are usually bulletproof like hardly ever have problems and the mechanic that i took it to is a land rover mechanic and he says we never see this mm. so it's just a fluke but then we've had other random small things. We've had some normal maintenance, normal wear and tear, but we've had random small things. A sensor goes out or, or small things happen ever since. But a small thing for a Land Rover still costs 700 to $1,500 to fix. So it's been a kind of an expensive vehicle. Um, but surprisingly reliable and when the, when we go off road holy smokes like those things are good and they're comfy on road the com- perfect family adventure mobile um assuming you've got a little extra money to to maintain it as as you go well they're <laughs> they're seven seaters yeah the kind that you have and right. so and I, and I have the the four well, our four version but it's um that part is the greatest thing ever yeah being able to fit uh, and i'll i'll use it for um like i took my whole family to the ballet yeah over the holidays and my my grandma um who you know needed a walker and my uncle who had actually had her back and so and and my mom and everybody so there's one two three four five six seven people in the comfortably because those in the back seat of that particular car they almost feel like it's more comfortable than that second row. Right. It's it's like stadium seating seven, and seven adults can fit into yeah. that seven seater. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 nice. So if you're looking for and then, um, you know, when we go to Yellowstone and stuff, this hauls all the things, coolers, yeah. and then and you can still take the side roads. Yeah. And get a little dirt underneath it and like easy. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I, um. I don't know. I've never been so attached, and my wife's the same way. We so we cleaned it up over the weekend, put it on sale, and 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 when we listed it, like my wife was almost in tears, and I was getting a little jo- like we've loved that. Did you car. sell it already? We haven't sold it yet. There's still there's time. A lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, uh, quite a few people have reached out about it, but um, but yeah, it's it's been a great vehicle, but it it now has two hundred and ten thousand miles. So it's getting up to that age where things are just going to go wrong more and more regularly, just random electronic things. And, and and fixing those things are kind of expensive. So I just did a few small fixes. Well, I, I bought a new battery for it because the old battery was six years old. It was time. Um, but a brake sensor wire came loose, which caused like a brake 
light to pop on on the dash so i took it in to see and it's like oh it's just the wire let me just we just need to replace the wire and the check engine light came on they said oh it's just mass mass airflow sensors dirty we'll just clean that and it was like nothing big and then when i got the bill it was like that was big eight yeah <laughs> se 750 bucks for these Ooh. few small things yeah and then um add on the battery to that that was so a thousand bucks for those things plus we just bought new tires two thousand bucks like oh, tires yeah suck. so tires after after all of but that they matter man oh, good man, tires yeah. i oh, mean yeah. the the output for the cash is a lot but makes an enormous difference Huge in difference. performance yeah. yeah totally so anyway it was just it was one of those things where every time something would go wrong we weren't scared that it was going to be a big thing but we we knew that even if it was a small thing it was going to be expensive so we ended up deciding okay it's time to sell it before before we start having more and more problems um and we bought a toyota a, a what a toyota a toyota I know. I know. yeah but it's not new no it's not it's 2002 toyota Which, sequoia i don't even remember 2002 that was a long time ago it was the olympics Oh, yeah. It was the Olympics. That was a Did long you get time the ago. Olymp yeah. <laughs> got the Olympic edition. <laughs> the Olympic that puts edition. it into perspective. Holy oh, crap. Guys. I was like eight back then. No, I wasn't that, that young. But No, that was I a was, long time I was ago. in high school. That was a full one wife ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> one way to look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, which is that, true. Yeah, yeah, I was in high school back then. Yeah, huh. that was a long time ago. Wow. <laughs> um, but we got the uh, Toyota Sequoia. Still has a lot of miles, but um, I've I've been reading reviews and everybody that owns Land Rovers generally loves them. And in fact, I saw this study. Loves the Land Rover or the Sequoia? The Land Rover. Yeah. Um, I saw this study. It was like, uh, who was it? It was, um, a magazine. Yeah, it was one of those companies that that does like car awards for reliability and other other things so it might maybe it was like consumers not like kelly blue book no it was like a consumer, like consumer report like the, or something what do they call it not the ge the uh um, anyway I, anyway so they they do every year they have a list of the most reliable reliable vehicle jd jd powered maybe yeah um anyway they so a few years back i saw this in the and actually it was quite a few years back probably 10 years ago or maybe longer um they had this list of the most reliable and least reliable car brands and then car like brand loyalty list mm -hmm. and lexus and toyota were top three in every reliability thing for the last 20, what, what 20 years Honda? or something. A Honda's always on top five, pretty okay. much. Yeah, they're right up there, too. So, And Subaru's up there. Um, but they're just always, like, top three or so in reliability. Mm. Lexus, surprisingly, was, like, top three for loyalty. But Land Rover, back in the day, was, like, bottom three for reliability and top three for loyalty. Mm. which is crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, because you think if you have that many problems, right. why would you be loyal? But I get it. Yeah. Because when I it works, loved <laughs> that car when it was working well. Yeah. Oh, man, it was such a f 
such an awesome car to have. So anyway, I feel like the Sequoia that we got, um, when I started driving it, even though it's, it's got a lot of miles um, and it's old, but we started driving it and I thought, this thing feels solid. Like this thing, feel, it just feels like it's built to the next level of, of quality. What weighs more, a 2002 Toyota Sequoia or a 1970 Oldsmobile Delta 88? <laughs> the Oldsmobile, the probably. Old... <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, we're, we're excited for well, the new Yeah, a new, new, a new adventure mobile. And Toyota's the brand, like... I think very popular here in Ogden, especially on that East bench. I just passed so many uh, vehicles that are like what Chase has yeah. a Tundra or something that is, that has a has cab on the back. Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. yeah. That, so w- why did you choose what you, cause you, oh, well actually you wrecked your other one. Yeah. Want me to tell yeah. my story? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where I came from car wise. My first car was a Chevy Trailblazer. And it too yeah. was a tank, dude. Trailblazers um, are where like it's the, at. The, yeah. the LXT or whatever the extended version well, it was massive. Yeah. Fit, let's see, eight people. Wow. Um, thing was a tank. Um, but that's what I drove in high school, and then I got a Subaru Forester, which is a great adventure car, I guess you could call it. But that car is that actually, the one I drove. I like that little Forester. Did you drive it around little a little black bit? one? Yeah. 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 Because um, my Blazer broke down. That's right. Weird. Yeah. Um, weird. Whoa, Blazer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, that was the car that I lost my interest in Subarus. Um, I rebuilt the engine at 64,000 miles. At 64? Which I was not super stoked on. No. Um, and I just had head gasket problems and oil problems and... I just it just wasn't worth it for me. Um, I also like always drive people around whenever we go on a trip. Mm-hmm. I'm the designated driver, right? Getting that thing, oh, man, we had ski trips. We'd have five people in there, all of our ski equipment, and then five pairs of skis on the top of the car, right? And can, trying to, can trying make to it up get mountain. that four cylinder thing <laughs> up and over mountains. It's like you're in second gear the whole time, just pinning it, trying to get it. It just had like a really big lack oh, of power. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like driving a weed eater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. it, it has perks. I mean, good gas mileage, great in snow. That Subaru did incredible in snow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got some good life out of it. It was really fun to drive. It's it's quick. It's it's just easy to zip around in. I liked that, but it just had had no power, and I was sick of putting a quart of oil in every time I fill up gas. It just wasn't That's wasn't not a something fun day. that I yeah. loved. And I I like to say I got a dud, but as I talked to a lot of like dealerships are like that's a pretty fairly common problem with yeah, head gaskets sir and i just didn't want to i just didn't want to deal with that I, that's yeah. not something that i cared to worry about in my car um so then i got a uh toyota forerunner dream car that was like one of my dream cars yeah oh my gosh i and i loved it i i was patient though i i didn't I searched for a car for months and then until i found something i wanted and then i sold my forester i wasn't in a bind i didn't need a mm-hmm. car so I got a great deal on a Forerunner. Um, it was an 06 with, get this, or no, it was an 05, 2005 with like 50,000 miles on it. Wow. That's insane. And like nothing, right? And one owner. Um, like an amazing. older person that didn't Yeah, drive it was like it much? an older guy in Virginia, I think. And it was wow. super clean. It was in immaculate condition. It smelled like a new car. Wow. Um, 
it was had all the leather seats. Oh, now I'm seat. so sad. Navi- <laughs> navigation, like it was, it was my dream car, right? Yeah. Um, okay. How I long did you have it? <laughs> Three months. <laughs> um, oh. Three months. That was yeah. it. They tell that you that car lasted oh. that long and oh. was immaculate. I, for those of you who don't know me and my story, oh. I. Fell asleep at the wheel and totaled that thing. Well, we're lucky three you're months here. Later. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I'm, I'm super lucky. I hit a tree going sixty. I mean, that's not yeah. super easy to get pretty messed up. And I walked away with no injuries. Like all, you look worse today all, than you did during that accident. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. All four pairs of skis were on top of the car, unscathed. <laughs> right? Oh, like also important. Not in a right? box, not, like on a just on the rack on up rack? top. Oh. So, I have to say, if that was in your Subaru, oh, I would have been. And I tell people that Think a lot. Things might mm-hmm. have been different. And I think that was actually, that crash is what kind of sold me on Toyota as well as just having like an SUV, like a bigger car. Something built something. on a truck frame. Exactly. Like a, no, um, I am very pro figuring out how we can get better gas mileage and go yeah. electric and all that. But the confidence, especially when you have kids, mm-hmm. the confidence of driving a bigger vehicle. Like a like, like like a truck type yeah. Thing, yeah. SUV, and I I'm mean, like, it's just like. I mean, I don't, I don't plan on wrecking, and I don't plan on falling asleep with the wheel and having that happen again. But like, life happens, right? And I don't trust other drivers as well. And if I'm gonna be in an accident, I'd rather be in an accident with a big truck and pay more in gas, you know. Um, so that that sold me on Toyota, and I was like, well, I want to stick with Toyota. The car lasted really good in that that accident, and it seemed to be a reliable car for the three months that I had it. <laughs> had no so, problems for three months. Um, but it, at this point I was in a bind cause I had no car and I needed a car. Yeah. Um, so luckily we went to China for almost two weeks. To buy of a that. car? No, okay. but right after this happened. So I had like a two week period where my dad was searching for cars while I was in China. Oh, nice. And, yeah. um, and insurance gave me a rental car for like six days, which I was not like six days. Come on. I need more than that. But I was able to find a Oh five Tundra, um, and it's been a great car, great truck so far. I put a shell on it and have a little platform back there and I can throw my mountain bike as well. It doesn't sleep. look like an 05. It looks, it, yeah, it's in really it's good clean. condition. Yeah. Um, I've probably put more scrapes and stuff on that thing than the previous guy did. Um, but I've taken it off road a lot. We, it's, I like it that it's an 05. I don't feel like I have to baby the truck. It, we I throw it around, throw stuff in the back. It's not meant to be babied. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, feel like i've been getting good use out of it um nothing like no no complaints i think it's a great truck i still would take the forerunner over it any day um just because i like especially in snow but as far as the adventure truck goes like it feels like you can do more in what you, in that tundra you can do more in the tundra because um, the way you've laid out like a bed in the back and yeah and i do like that like i can go on trips and when i get to a trailhead i just Sleep in the back. Sleep in the platform mm-hmm. in the back. And then I've got, I have a cooler that I can pull out and I have a kitchen that I can pull out. And, I mean, it's it's organized. I have containers in there. It's it's great. And I love that. But from day-to-day driving, mm. I think I just like a 4Runner more. Um, as well as in snow, out of 10 times out of 10, drive a 4Runner over a Tundra. I just don't love driving trucks in the snow. Um, there's there's they, they less move weight around. in the back. There's less weight in the back, and I just don't feel like I have as much control. This thing, also, the guy before me put a little bit of lift on it, and I don't. It's just kind of like flows, just sways a little more. And it's just not. Well, when I get passed on the freeway, 
in my Land Rover, it's always a truck, a big truck. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Yeah. going really fast. And I, yeah. I don't get it. I look at those guys and I'm like, dude, I don't. Forerunner, I felt so much more grounded and just like more comfortable. So that's just my personal. I would, I think if I could take anything, I'd probably take a Forerunner. I do love the Tundra and the fact that I can live out of the back of it. And it's very conducive to being single and living an active lifestyle. <laughs> I can just go. Can you, can you? But it's a four door, so you could it's totally fit a four family door. in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, mm. it's, and it's spacious. The, the cab is big. The second, second row is quite large. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. My dad has like a, or not right now he has a Chevy, but he had like a, before this, he had like a Chevy, the luxury truck or whatever. And I think I have more room in my Toyota bench seat in the back than he did in his like luxury Chevy Silverado. Yeah. Like it's, it's spacious back there for sure. One thing that surprised me, cause our Land Rover second row is comfy for adults and stuff, but I'd have my kids back there. My daughter in her car seat would be right behind the driver's seat. And I'd be driving down the road, and all of a sudden, I like <laughs> get kicked. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah, feel the feel the push from the from the back and get kicked in kicked in the back or whatever. And um, get that all the time. This Sequoia, I'm blown away. That second row is huge. She can barely touch the the seat <laughs> when she's in her when she's in her car seat. She can like barely tip it with her her toes, which I it's love. It's the little things. Man. It's the yeah. little things, yeah. but. But yeah, that second row is quite large. And the Tundra, the Sequoia is just the SUV version of the Tundra. It's yeah. like identical, built on the same platform, same interior, same everything. That second row on the four-door Tundra and the second row on the Sequoia are pretty close to the yeah. same size. And you probably have a little bit more Maybe a touch, yours, but, but that's, pretty I mean, roomy it's, still. It's been a great car so far. I think it's a great adventure car. I think when you, when you want an adventure car, you want something that's reliable. You can put lots of miles on. Um, and it's cheap to fix and, and reliable when you're driving dirt roads all the time. Exactly. Like a lot of cars are pretty reliable on the road, but you take them on a dirt road and they'll just get rattled to pieces. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Toyota's. Did you notice that well. in your Subi? It rattled. It. Your Forester. When I was driving it, I liked it, but I felt like when I was driving, I was driving like a tin can. Like it's, mm -hmm. it shakes a lot. It's, it's a lightweight. Like, I mean, to get that fuel economy, you've got to lighten up the car a little bit. And, and I just, I could tell, I didn't load. I, it did great on dirt roads, but I would definitely rather take a forerunner on. And I, I guess the built forerunner is built for that more. So on yeah. the Subaru, the Forester does great. I think a Forester absolutely excels getting you from your house to work in the snow in Utah. Right. And it can get you on, on dirt roads, but if you're driving dirt loads a lot, then a uh, forerunner is going to last longer, you know? Fair enough. So with that said, quick story. I'll try to make it really quick. There's a guy that, um, that I know a little bit who lived in South Africa, and he was big into, like, off-roading and overlanding type stuff. He had a friend who worked in South Africa, and... He was constantly driving dirt roads um, for his work. I mean, he he would drive dirt roads pretty much exclusively for his work. Every few years, he'd buy a new vehicle for work. I um, mean, he'd always buy a Land Cruiser. And um, but he loved Ford F-150s. He'd never owned one, but he loved the idea of a Ford F-150. So finally, one year it was time to replace his car, and he decided, I'm going to buy a Ford F-150 and use that for work. Um, he would always drive his, buy his Land Cruisers, 
new and then sell them at 150,000 kilometers, so about 100,000 miles. And he'd, go, he'd do that in about two years. So he's driving a ton. Anyway, he would, so he bought this Ford F-150 and he thought he'd drive it for a couple years and sell it. He had, to, he had to sell it like four months in because the dirt roads rattled it to pieces and it just fell apart. Oh, wow. He was just constantly fixing stuff. It just fell apart because it wasn't... I thought this was going to be a good story built. about the Ford. No, no, he oh. said... And so he very quickly sold it and bought a new Land Cruiser. It was just like, I'll never buy a... Like, oh. that, that truck is built to do truck things on the road. Yeah. It's not built to just rattle all the time because it would just fall apart. And I feel similarly because I felt the same way with our Outback. Like it did fine on the dirt roads when we needed it to. But if I was driving dirt roads all the time, I felt like that thing would eventually rattle apart. And the Land Rover didn't feel that way. It felt like it was meant to go off road a lot yeah. and be fine. And uh, so far this Toyota um, has felt that way. And I think that's what you're saying too. Like, drive the forerunner or the tender off-road and it feels like you could do that all day all day and and not pay the consequence so mm -hmm. totally. well, when i was 16 uh the dream adventure car because van life wasn't necessarily a thing living out of the back of your truck was and camping a lot having a base camp like that was n not necessarily a thing uh so the dream car was a jeep yeah and so i bought a cj5 when i was like 18 or 19 and I, that was like my dream car. And then I had to replace the engine. Uh, it was a three speed. So, wow. uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and in short, you know, it's their short body bed. And I didn't really do much more than um, go to local resorts. And I didn't take it wheeling really. And then I ended up selling it when I was 19 um, to go on a trip to Alaska because my mom had paid. I couldn't remember. Maybe I had to pay for the airfare, but we had a place to stay up there, so she couldn't afford it all. And I'm like, well, I sold it to go to Alaska. And I don't regret it. I wish there was another way around it because that Jeep was kind of, it's a collectible. Like, it yeah. people, it'd be worth a lot of money now. And I actually have, maybe I do regret it. I have <laughs> dreams where I still have it in my driveway. <laughs> so, because that was my, it was like such this dream of a car to have. And then I didn't, I didn't keep it for very long. Um, and then I bought a, a Wrangler, uh, you know, uh, like the square headlamp kind, yeah. which I got a bunch of crap about. <laughs> um, but that was like, a, actually, we off, that was my our uh, City of the Rocks and uh, Moab, and we would do, and it was, I mean, it had a lift and bigger tires, but basically stock. I mean, we didn't do any suspension work or anything crazy on it. So just the basic trails in Moab and all the off-road places you need to get to that i owned that when i was climbing a lot so getting to the crag um but it had like ac and heater where the cj was like good luck dude like it was yeah got hand warmers <laughs> yeah it was the, i mean it had that stuff but it just didn't work very well and that that new wrangler felt luxury compared you know and those were great beginner adventure mobiles yeah. um and I went through a, I went through a boatload of cars afterwards. I tried to, I tried to save money. I, I don't know why. I went through this weird. So I sold the Jeep and I bought like a Ford Probe and the turbo broke. And I paid for that twice essentially. <laughs> bought a, like a really, 
uh, like a Tercel or something because I was like going down. Like oh, I just need something. <laughs> to, I bought a Geo. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, a little Geo. Uh, I actually think you probably bought like a Geo Metro or yeah, something. Uh, or a prism. Remember, was, know, I think it was a prism. Prism it was white with blue interior. It was so ugly. Ooh, that's awesome. But the my, Geo trackers are actually yeah, those great are, those adventure are great. mobiles. Yeah. My buddy had a Geo um, Metro in high school, yeah. and it was so small we would pick it up and turn it over <laughs> during lunch. We turned it in the parking stall, <laughs> and so he couldn't get out until the two cars next to him. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> so they're great cars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're lightweight. <laughs> Eventually, I ended up with driving a, an Elantra, a Hyundai Elantra. I drove that thing for 10 plus years. That was, it was too reliable and paid for was the problem. Yeah. And so, and that's why I took it to the desert multiple times and the resorts and everything. And I learned how to use uh, uh, the things you put on the tire, spike things you put on the, the tire, chain chains on the tires, yeah. because it was th- through a couple of really bad winters here in uh, Utah and driving up on campus or, you know, like, oh my gosh. So, it made it though. You put a rack on that thing. You st- whatever takes you to the place where you're trying to go and can hold your mountain bike skis, whatever. Uh, then I was sort of inherited or gifted a, a fairly good deal for a blazer, and I and the blazer made it a, two, three, four years before it broke down with and I had to drive your Forester home. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it broke down on the backside of Willard Peak. W- Willard Peak. That's that, right. I was trying to remember yeah. what. Why did you drive my Forester? Yeah. But that I yeah. was driving that, and then I got in in your lr3 and was like oh oh, uh, oh that's is, why you pay the extra yeah. <laughs> box okay you don't do the bouncy 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 <laughs> thing and you just it just I'm like, floats where? up the mountain yeah let's let's yeah where's the classical music like let's <laughs> right. do this it was unbelievable difference and that was where i'm like okay i need one of these yeah and so I don't know how long it was. I don't know what, what I was driving, but we passed on the back from OR. We passed the Land Rover dealer and was like, we should go look. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go look. And then bought the first one <laughs> I looked at. <laughs> is, that, is that you too? You yeah. 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 Greg was with me when, I, when we spied it and we test drove it to my wife's work. And I, it was like, hey, I found a car. And she's like, hey, whatever. I'm like, you should see it. And I drove it there. She, she, she worked in Clinton, and this was the Centerville, so it was a, kind of a decent drive. Yeah. And then we drove it, and then I'm, and then she later on was like, I said it's expensive, and I, by expensive, it's a, it was a 2010, and this was a couple of years ago, so it was listed at 25, I think. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I know, but I've had a paid for Elantra, and a paid for blazer for like 15 years <laughs> i'm ready for a car payment <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had a car payment for so long and i want a nice car i just want a freaking nice car and it's probably a bad decision and then i bought it and then like it immediately had something wrong with it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I could smell gas and I'm like, oh well, that's yeah not good. it was like yeah, 300 bucks to fix that. it and then the alternator went out and it fixed the alternator but those two things are really the only things that have i've replaced and it's been two and a half years yeah so not bad yeah and, and i freaking love it it's such a good car oh. and it looks freaking nice so good i put and, bre- and I you just put new tires, tires. Yeah. and that looks so good i I need new tires right now. And I'm like, oh, those truck tires? Are, yeah. I guess yours are the Landover tires aren't yeah, cheap either. No, no. Now. I paid 1500 bucks for this That's last a, set. They were 300-something yeah. apiece. And it was oh, ridiculous. Wow. But, um, and I, I special ordered them. Well, I did some research. And yeah. I, there, I was well, like. I, I walk up to his office one day. He's got all these numbers written down. 
like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm working. These are the tires I'm looking for. I'm like, look, I got to be able to make it here. All right. <laughs> and it's, that was, yeah, that was like the day after Black Friday or something. Cause yep. I'm like, I can't, I had to get tires on Black Friday. I'm like, I cannot drive. Like this is, my Land Rover should not be sliding around. Yeah. And that's a testament to how good tires can. Right. I think I drove it to Powder Mountain the year before and I started driving down. It was like the first storm of the year and I'm sliding down the mountain. I'm like, I'm in snow mode. I've got it geared down. I didn't have it in hill descent because I thought that was a little extreme. Right. <laughs> you know, but I should have because I was slight, like just sliding down. I'm all what is going on and this dude in a toyota of course passes me like he looks like he works there right i'm all i'm i'm i don't know what the crap is going on well i had performance tires on that thing and right it just wouldn't find great, great on the road on in dry conditions would not go downhill in yeah. the snow not pattern mountains hill. so I've, i'm like well and i just bought them they were like six months or a year old so finally right. i'm like okay one they ran they didn't they didn't uh last long enough or they were too expensive to go bad that fast so anyway bought a new pair of tires nice pair and four like a new pair two pair <laughs> and they look so really good. good sweet it looks good that's all that matters all right we should probably wrap it that's yep. your adventure mobiles so, so real quick of uh, i think your favorite was the forerunner right chase yeah yep your favorite Land Rover? My current car is my favorite, and sh- if I had an empty budget or whatever, empty, probably full budget, to buy whatever car next, I don't know. Like Probably same, same I, thing. <laughs> well, they the, unfortunately, they don't sell the LR4 anymore. Right. They changed to that dis- disco Discovery. back, but it's I don't like it. You don't love... And the new... The new Defender the new almost Defender looks... Is like, in my opinion, the new Defender is looks like what the new lr4 like the yeah the new discovery should have been and i probably would buy the defender but i wouldn't do that right away because it's not as roomy as the lr4 and yeah. so i i need to i need a few kids to move out first <laughs> and then i'll pick up because the defender is pretty badass and it's not as expensive as the new disco oddly enough so right um, yeah. might as well get the defender yeah yeah and i i uh I'm I'm excited to see how the Sequoia goes. I, the Sequoia is not an off-roader like the like the Land Rover was. It can go off-road, but it's not an off-roader. Um, I think it could turn into my favorite adventure mobile, assuming it doesn't have a lot of problems. <laughs> and the problems that it does have are very cheap to fix. Yep. Um, but that Land Rover, it's going to be hard to beat. I've absolutely loved that car. Um, the pre- With the problems. Even with the problems, mm. yeah. Um, and like I said, when it worked, it was like, oh, it was so good. The um, And then the other favorite adventure mobile was my Toyota Tercel. Oh, wow. Because yeah. that one cost about $100 to replace all four tires. <laughs> <laughs> I could run it. The, as wide as my finger. <laughs> it, had yeah. a, it had a little oil leak. I could literally run it for like, now this is bad but three or four weeks with the oil light on <laughs> and never have the slightest problem i changed the how- oil in the hyundai elantra once a year every time <laughs> i needed to like re-register it throw an oil change on there drive <laughs> 10 years that's how the, Insane. the tundra is like i took it nine thousand miles without an oil change and i took it in and i was expecting to be like oh you're real low and he's like oil is really good it was clean you're good to go 
My Subaru would go like a thousand miles and I'd have to put some in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so same thing. This Toyota Sequoia, the the guy's like that I bought it from, he's like, I went to do an oil change. The oil is in perfect condition. It's so clean. He's like, I don't remember when I did it last, but I thought it was due. He's like, but I didn't change it because the oil was perfect. And so it's like, now I've driven it for another couple months. I pulled out the dipstick and it was as clean as oil comes. I thought, man, I'm, I could maybe change the oil once a year. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Once every two years. I don't know. Anyway, I'm hoping that's the, that's as reliable as people say. But anyway, these are, I guess, our adventure mobiles. But I guess if there's a moral of the story, in every every vehicle that we've had, we've still gotten out and had adventures. Um, the adventures changed how we had to approach those adventures, maybe changed a little bit. I still went on tons of backpacking trips and other adventures in the Tercel. Um how we how we go about them changes. You don't have to have the perfect vehicle yep. to and get out. You just got to get out there. The Blazer lost its four wheel drive in the middle of the desert, and uh, was stuck in too high or something. I don't know. And I had to rally it through some deep sand in a few places with four of us or five of us in there, and that's the adventure. It was more <laughs> memorable. That's right? the, yeah. I remember. Yep. I remember going down to Esclani. Uh, driving into Egypt 3 trailhead uh, to do Neon Canyon. And I borrowed my dad's Dodge Dakota, old Dodge Dakota truck. And the fan that was in there, I'm trying to think, it, it overheated if you went too slow. So the trailhead, the trail into the trailhead is pretty rough and bumpy, and you're, you should take it pretty slow. I had to rally that thing like I was racing jump in the truck and i mean we were going crazy fast in there because if i went any slower it would overheat on me so we're doing like 20 miles an hour over what should be done at three miles an hour and it was fun like i'm surprised it didn't break but it was anyway all right so that's our show for today i hope it wasn't uh that's like the show for the week that, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's was long, long, yeah that was a long that was a long show maybe we should start a mechanic podcast we, we seem to know what we're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah um anyway it's it's fun to kind of talk about the gear that allows us to go on adventures which includes vehicles so it's fun to do a show like this uh on our next shows we'll get back to the the normal gear talk but uh thanks for joining us we hope you enjoyed the podcast if you did don't forget to click subscribe and also send us a, a friendly review or not send us, leave a friendly review. Um, also, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero, like us on Facebook, and check out our website gear30.com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y.com. Uh, thanks, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Bye.